right, guys. Welcome to Game Changer this week. I'm David Villa, and this is Diana Villa. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're here for another episode of Game Changer. We are talking about for five weeks. We're in week two. We're talking about game changers. We're talking about things that change the game, game changers in our life, and five transformative truths that every believer needs, five transformative truths that every believer needs. And, you know, we talked about um, the transformative truth number one last week, and today we're going to talk about uh, game changer truth number two. And, uh, you know, let me just first say what a game changer is, right? A game changer we talked last week is defined as a newly introduced element or factor that significantly changes an existing situation or activity. It's, you know, you're playing the game, you're, you're living the game of life, you're, you're moving along, and then you insert a truth. You insert um, something uh, that has been introduced, maybe something that the Lord, like one of these transformative truths that you receive, you take it, you apply it, it's newly introduced, and it factors into the scenario. It factors into the your life. And here's the reality. When God produces, and there's so many, I mean, really, we could, we could literally do, if we did 52 podcasts a year, let's say we did once a week and we didn't have any vacation time or anything, but we just did 52. There, there could be 52. And then we, year two, there could be 52 more. And then year three, there could be 52 more. We could do a podcast every week, Diana, on things that change the game as a believer. So there's not only five, but we're just going over five transformative truths that every believer needs. And um, and this week, you know, we're talking, last week we talked about taking the limits off of God, that, you know, we're limited, but God's not limited. Today, we're talking about depend on God's wisdom, not yours. <clears throat> depend on God's wisdom, not yours. That's game changer number two. That's game changer truth number two. And so have you ever had a feeling? I ask you, have you ever had a feeling that something was very right? And then when you did it, it ended up being so very wrong. Have you ever, have you ever had that feeling? You know, this is the right thing to do. You did it. This is the right decision to make. You made it. And then after you did it, after you made it, you go, that wasn't the right thing to do. Have you ever had that feeling? I think that's usually on the spur of the moment when you haven't had time to process it mm-hmm. or, um, you know, you haven't taken a pause and go, okay, I think it's probably a natural reaction when you react to something. Right. You know, I think one of the things that um, personally I've been really trying to focus on is not reacting but responding because there is a difference. Mm-hmm. They both are a response, but um, I think reaction is based on emotion right. and the current situation. Responding allows you to process the emotions and then respond accordingly because our emotions do not always respond accordingly. They respond to what we're thinking, feeling. Um, and sometimes the way we, re- we, we react is, um, a secondary emotion, anger, which really it's more of a hurt, but you respond. So I think that's, um, I think God's wisdom allows you to, to frame that so that you're responding in a healthy way. Right. Um, whether it's a decision on finances, whether it's a decision on future, whether it's a decision on, um, career change, how to, you know, raise your kids, you know, how to choose your spouse, you know, how do you, you know, school, should I go on this path, this path? Um, so I think, uh, godly wisdom 
lines itself back to the word of God. And so we talked about reactions and, you know, a lot of times I, I'm, I'm an, I got, a, I probably have a PhD in reacting. And, you know, so the reaction is, is definitely not necessarily the best, you know, exercise for wisdom. You know, it's not the best example of, of, you know, of implementing wisdom, you know, sometimes, I mean, if you react, for instance, if you train, you know, I'm thinking of like, I mean, this is off the subject a little bit, but thinking about reacting, like if you train for martial arts or something, and let's say you're in a scenario where you are attacked and you react, a lot of times your muscle memory or your training kicks in, right? The Bible says in Psalms, we hide your word in our heart so that we want to sin against you. So we train with God's word, right? And then we react using his word, which is never wrong. So there's reactions that come from training, you know, and I think so. I think so. I think that, but I, so I, I don't think the wisdom is slow. Sometimes we think the wisdom is slow, right? And then it's it's the opposite of reacting. So I I think that a lot of times it is what you said because a lot of times we we um, we react, but we really have never planted the depth of the seed in the ground. We haven't really asked the Lord, you know, to show us His way or His wisdom in this type of scenario. We haven't really learned, so therefore we react based on what we know, which is not enough. And it, and I think it's that's where... It's very little a lot of times. It is, it is. But, you know, so we react on feelings, which it's, there's no depth there. So, but, but the reality is wisdom is not a slow thing. You know, if you, if you put God's Word in your heart and you study God's Word, it can be a quick thing. It can be a fast decision, you know, but it could just be based and anchored and rooted in wisdom. I think I disagree with <clears> you. <throat> I think wisdom is a slow thing, but it's like kind of like an aging thing, meaning the well, more you... Well, I should you... be good at it. <laughs> I mean, like the more you are maybe a marinating. So I think wisdom is something that marinates like the longer, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of when you're grilling and maybe I'm thinking of that because of um, this weekend, a lot of families will be getting together, but um, you could put meat in a marinade very quickly and it'll have some sort of flavor. Yeah. But if you really want it to have a very rich flavor of whatever you're marinating yeah, it in, in it, you got to leave it in there. So I think if you equate that to, I think wisdom is mm-hmm. long-term because the more you allow your, your thoughts and your heart and your motives and your actions to marinate within the context of godly word, <clears throat> godly wisdom, godly scripture, I think it is in well, you more. Now I think God can do supernatural things and give people supernatural, like, um, understanding and wisdom supernaturally, like quickly, but I do think it, I disagree because I do think it's a process and it's a slow process. So let's process. disagree. Let's disagree just for a second, just before we move on. So I, I agree. I actually agree with you, but then I disagree that it were limited there because if you, you think about it, Solomon asked for wisdom, you know, <clears throat> I think it really comes down to where you're pulling from. You know, I know this is off our topic a little bit, so it's depend on God's wisdom, not yours. Are you depending on your wisdom or God's wisdom? When you depend on God's wisdom, and let's say you are prepared for that because you've marinated, because you've spent time. Time is not the key. It's it's the it's um it's it it's being connected to the right source. Like if I'm connected to God's source, he may connect me today to his source with regard to stewardship, but he may actually have me exercise that as recent as tomorrow. There may be a sermon I hear on Sunday that talks about tithing, for instance. Let's say I'm not a tither. I am. Let's say I'm not. Let's say all of a sudden God challenges me today to tithe. Now, it is a process, but let's just hypothetically say, God, the answer is I don't have enough, but God says then tithe. And you're like, well, how can that be the answer? There's a wisdom that's not yours. Well, then God can choose to bless you that week. He may not, but he could choose to bless you that week and prove that that Sunday's message that you don't have a lot of depth in 
is actually his way. So I think it's, I think you're right. And I think I'm right. I think it's this, go with me here. It's depending on God's wisdom, not yours. It just seems like a lot of times because we're in a hurry, it might, God might slow it down a little bit because he ultimately wants us to learn something rather than get something. He wants us to learn something rather than just arrive somewhere. He's not just interested in us arriving. He's interested in us arriving with a lesson, with something that we could carry on and pass down and actually get wisdom through that. So I think depending on God's wisdom, your wisdom, I think it goes both ways because, again, going back to that, you know, it may take you a while to gain the lessons in martial arts, for instance, but it happens in a minute where you ex- exercise that. You may never you may never exercise that lesson and then the spur of the moment. It happens. So I, I think that... Um, well, I, I still disagree because even in martial I arts... Hear, I want to hear you actually... Even in martial happened. arts, I mean, maybe it takes some people longer to get out of certain belts, but there's still a process and it still takes time. Um, you know, I thought of an a old song. It was... You want to throw down right here? <laughs> <laughs> That's arm wrestle. Um, I think, um, there's a song, an old song that just came to my mind. It's like, we're in a hurry to get things done. We rush and rush until life's no fun. Um, I'm in a hurry and don't know why. I think sometimes we're in a rush to get places or to accomplish something or to move in a different area. And we don't even know why we're in that rush. And so I think, I I don't know. I think we just are ready to get to the next. We want to, I think we live in a time period that's like, it's fast. Everything's fast paced. You could get everything in a matter of, you know, just entering in a website or a Google search very quickly. And I do think that there's something to allowing time in in between those things. What do you guys think? Weigh in. Maybe you could weigh in on YouTube as you're listening to this. You know, I'll throw one more thing out there, but you know, I, and by the way. And we don't even know why we're hurrying and we don't know why we're rushing to the next step. So I think it makes us lose and the enjoyment of the season that we're in. Yeah. Something our son said that was really profound when him and his now wife, but when they were dating, and um, we're like, well, when are you guys going to get engaged? He's like, I don't want the pressure of that. I want to be able to enjoy the season we're in, which was very, like, it was very telling. Like, telling I want to enjoy this, this season. <laughs> he's like, I want to enjoy. I, I know that that was in his future, and that was his yeah. thoughts. But he's like, I want to, if I'm focused on what's next, I don't have time to you know, enjoy the season I'm in right now. So what do you guys think? You can weigh in on that as we move on. But, you know, I will say one one last thing too. You know, we also don't have a lot of time because, you know, so time does matter. Again, we're disagreeing here, but I think we're, I, I, but I agree with everything Diana said. I think what we're doing is we're bringing both perspectives in and, and I think both are right. And I really mean that. So, I, but I want you to understand that we don't have time at the same time. So there, this this life is a vapor. Yes, so I, here's what, here's, here's what I think it comes down to. God cares more about you getting it right than getting it right fast. But he is also a God that is wanting something done now because time isn't forever. Time is not... We have, this thing will wrap up eventually. So there's a lot to get done. And so God just wants it done, but he wants it done right, more importantly. And, you know, so he, you know, so we can weigh in on that. You can weigh in on, on your version of that. Um, and <clears throat> hopefully you can get something out of what both of us said. And, and I think, you know, um, there's great points, but I will say this with regards to depending on God's wisdom versus yours, feelings lie. You know, feelings lie. They lie to you all the time. And speaking of songs, there's an old country song. Diane and I are, are, are bringing up some songs here. She brought that song. There's an old country song that says, "How can it be wrong when it feels so right?" And and are you are you kidding me? Right? I mean, there are a lot of things that are wrong 
that feel right at the moment. And so, you know, after six months in a relationship, you wonder, what was I thinking, right? Just a few months into a job, you think, how in the world did I get messed up in this situation? A quick decision, there's your quick, that seemed harmless at the time, leaves you broken and scarred years later. So there's your quick decision, but it's not about the quick. It's about whose wisdom are you depending on? It was a quick decision, but you maybe so think about this. It wasn't the quick decision because at the same time, God can open up a door this week for the right job at the right opportunity, and that can be a quick thing. But maybe you've been praying for six months about direction. Do you get it? It's not the quick decision. It's have you been preparing for the season? Think about that. It's not the quick decision. But when you haven't been praying and you haven't been seeking God on regarding your life in that scenario, then all of a sudden something presents itself and you react, then there's the quick decision that you could go and regret. Does that make sense? But if you make a quick decision, you feel peace over it, but yet you've also been praying and no one knew it for six months. Think about that, about God, I want an opportunity, open a door, and then a door opens in a quick decision. So it's really depending on where your wisdom is coming from. Is it your wisdom? Is it God's wisdom? And uh, if you want to have fewer dead ends and fewer failures in your life, I think that you need to hear what the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, one of your favorite, if not your favorite verse. You want to read it? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. You Don't be on. impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. One thing before, I know you want to comment on this verse, but I'm reading this verse tr- when, as you're reading it. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Depend on, on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. He will show you his path to take. So when you're, if you're thinking about the actual picture here, you're on a path. And then you come to a fork in the road, or maybe maybe a four fork, you know, four path. And then he shows you which one to take. He doesn't say stand there and stare at all four paths for five years, and then I'll tell you which way to go. If you if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't depend on your own understanding, seek his will in all you do, he'll show you which path to take. I don't know how long that's gonna take, but I think it takes as long as it takes for us to trust in the Lord and get his path right. Because I'm convinced that I've taken the wrong path many times. Can I hear an amen? Can I, can I hear an amen? Amen. <laughs> and, and guess what? That path not only leads through some really, really, really heartache-type situations, but it always leads you back to that fork in the road. And then it's back going, okay, now are you ready to pick the right path? And I think I usually say it like two this. Been wrong. <laughs> we keep going around the same mountain over and over. Right. And then you re- relate that to the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. I mean, I think all those kind of go hand in hand. Right. Um, you know, I feel like one of the things that, and I usually stop at verse six when I quote this scripture, but the one thing that also says, instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I think that's really, yeah. I, this last week I was listening to a couple of different messages. And one of the thing I never thought about is it was talking about someone that had went through a really tough season. They said, when did you stop loving God? And he said, I never stopped loving God. Right. I stopped fearing the Lord. Mm. And, um, you know, so I think that's something the Lord's been speaking to me. And maybe that'll come out later on. But I think we have to not fear the Lord as like a fearful, but a, scared of him. Yeah, not scared of him, but in awe. And, yes. And so um, I think those things go hand in hand because I think when you have a love for God and you have a godly fear, you automatically want to seek his wisdom because, you know, he we are making decisions a lot of times on the short term, mm-hmm. what we see, these like little short term moments. But God is this overview and he sees yeah. the bigger picture and we don't always see that. Um, kind of like the same thing as when you're driving somewhere and you're trying to get to a destination. 
put this in a, an area of your life and you know how to get there. You feel yeah. like you have the path, but as you go along the way, you the traffic's backed up, so you go, I'm going to go this way, it'll be quicker, and yeah. then you make this turn and try and go a different way, and it takes you through, you know, different traffic, you know, different types of road hindrances, and you don't get to that spot any sooner than you would have if you would have stayed on the original course. Yeah. I think sometimes we're making choices to get off course, but if we would have just stayed on the original course, we would have got there probably a little sooner. Yep. Um, we have some construction going on in front of our office and, and it takes a three lane road down to um, one lane going towards our office. And so I noticed, and this was, I think, Thursday of last week, I noticed that there was a bus and then a truck pulling a trailer. And I was like, I'm not going to sit in this line and be dumped into one lane and have to work there. So I'm going to take this little side street and go. When I took the side street, then I came back to where after the, the lane opened back up, I was at the light and I literally watched drive in front of me the bus mm. and the truck with the trailer. So you made the wrong decision. I made the wrong decision. I thought this I could get there faster. This is being recorded, by the and way. Hey, so you just I got there. I got Diana to that. made the wrong decision and <laughs> I, said she did. I got to that point faster. Yeah. But I still had to wait well, for those cars. So, my, my turning lane wasn't <clears throat> ready. I had to still watch those cars that were in front of me go past. So this me. is what I get out of that. So d- with regards, to, we're talking about depending on God's wisdom, not yours. So this is what I got out of that because I think it goes perfect with that. One, there's two things that I'm thinking of. One's a detour. One is a shortcut. So there's a difference in a detour and a shortcut. Shortcut is what we take because we think that we will cut corners and get there faster. That's what you did. A detour, let's just look at authority for a second. Those who, those who wrote the plan, those who pathed out the roads in the first place. So that's God. He, he wrote the plan of our life, right? So we take a shortcut, which is, which, is, which is going outside of God's plan to try to get there quicker, and it costs us more grief and more frustration and doesn't get us there any faster. The detour, let's look at the construction workers for a second. Let's put them in the place of God or the, the county, right, uh, that, that they work for. That's the authority. So let's just, they're the place of God for a second. They, they, they built the roads. They know the path, and guess what? They set up a detour. That that detour is not a shortcut. It's an alternate route, and it's the best route to go to get there because they know the obstacles that are placed in front of the road, so they placed a detour there. So a detour and a shortcut are two different things, and I look at that perfectly, and that wasn't in the notes. You just brought that up and made me think about it. Depending on God's wisdom, detour, our wisdom, shortcut. Shortcuts. Usually end up being long cuts. They they are. I remember, you know what? I'll I'll throw myself out there, and you you know, I'm surprised you didn't use this one, but I remember um, close to our house where they tore a building down on the corner. It was a parking lot, you know, and you're really not supposed to do this. I think it's against the law to go through a parking lot to, you know, like through a parking lot and turn and skip a red light. I think there's some sort of misdemeanor or some sort of traffic violation there. Mm -hmm. Cherup saying yes. Okay, there is. Okay, well, like like Cherup's the authority or something. Okay, his dad was a cop. All right, so I mean, he knows everything. All right, so I'm sorry, SVU over here. Um, so we're we're driving, and I know you know, and there were cars in front. And I was in a hurry, and I remember cutting through this empty now parking lot. They they had ra- I'm biting they, my tongue because actually, while the, you did that, you I was said, like, don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah, you know, I just wasn't there to tell you not to do the the detour that you took or the shortcut that you took. Haha. All right, so. I took this where they had raised the building, they had leveled it, and I went through that parking lot. And I remember, A, you know, so when I get, to, I'll fast forward, when I get to the end, not only did three or four cars that were, were like behind me turn in front of me, it didn't, it was way longer. But not only that, 
I couldn't get out. If you remember, I had to turn around and go back because they had put like a barricade up like a, uh, uh, that I couldn't drive over. But then on top of that, there were potholes and all kinds of like junk in the parking lot. And I'm in my, you know, like car, car. low profile tires and everything. So I'd like, like, you know, could have jacked my car up, had to turn around anyway. And even if I were on time, three or four cars turned in front of me. So it was certainly not a shortcut. And yes, my wife was there the whole time to remind me that she said, don't do it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? How do we get God's wisdom? There you go. Let's, let's get back let's on track. That. How do we get that? And I think that comes by, it? honestly, some things come by prayer and fasting. So mm-hmm. I think prayer, but I think there's seasons when you're seeking the Lord's wisdom and prayer is not enough. You need to add fasting to that yep. as well. You know, consecrating yourself, you know, denying yourself so that you can hear the voice of the Lord. Um, that's not in your notes. That came to me as we were yeah, talking about right it. it. First was. one is you pray. It is my notes. Oh. You pray. The Bible says in James 1, 5, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives... How, 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 how simple is that? If you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I think if we're honest, sometimes we don't want to ask God because we really don't want his answer because we've already determined in our heart... That we're going to rely on our wisdom. Yeah. I, I hate to mm-hmm. say that, but I mean, I, I feel like that's true. true. That sometimes we know the Lord's going to say no about a situation, and so we just don't consult Him. Yeah. And we then we realize have. that we probably should have consulted Him because He would have saved us some some hiccups, some <clears throat> potholes, and some. It's the old it's the old adage of asking forgiveness versus permission, and we use that in some ways in life, and it works out maybe sometimes for us. But in with the Lord, He does forgive us, but there's a consequence, and that consequence is the the pain that the detour that the shortcut took us on, you know, the, the frustration that the, that the shortcut took us on. And to be honest, God doesn't want us to make dumb mistakes, you know, and, um, I have made plenty. He doesn't want us to hit dead ends. He doesn't want us to go through failure after failure in our life. He wants us to succeed. And that's the thing you have to understand about God. He wants you and I to succeed. He's not this ogre with a magnifying glass burning us like ants. You know what I'm saying? He's not, that's not God. He wants us to make wise decisions with our time, wise decisions with our money, wise decisions with our relationships. You know, what's pretty amazing though, is even if we make dumb mistakes, even if we get off course, right? you know, the promises of the word of God says that he will turn those things for our good. Yeah. So I think if we at some point go, you know, it's never too late to hit a pause and go, wait a second. Let me just like take you know, inventory of where I'm at and turn around. Right. And I think that um, a lot of those times that we've made those um, bad decisions, yeah. ultimately God does turn them for our good and we recognize we grow. Hopefully we grow from them. Hopefully we realize, hey, what not to do. I, we can write a lot of books on what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I think it's also about um, being open to allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our life, but it's not enough that we allow him to speak. We have to obey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really a hard thing. We have to, you know, we have to obey. When we hear his voice, we have to be willing to okay. seek his voice and obey when he speaks. Amen. So as we wrap it up here, it's not like we're waiting on him, right? I'm sorry. It's not like you're waiting on him for his help. He's waiting on us. He says, I'm here. That's what God says today. So if you are wondering if he is, he is, he's here. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give it to you generously. And he's not begrudging about it, right? He wants you and I to make wise decisions. We just have to ask him for his wisdom. If you want to be blessed, you've got to get God's wisdom. If you want God's wisdom, then you got to get in God's word because that's where his wisdom 
is found. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, we thank you guys. Point two today, game changer, number two today, right, was depend on God's wisdom, not yours. And uh, hopefully this touched your life and blessed it. I, I know it blessed my life today, Diana. Thank you for sharing your heart today. And even though we disagreed, I think we actually really do agree. Amen. Hey, if you're watching, subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to Apple, subscribe to Spotify, please. And it helps us just reach more people. And if you post on social media, make sure you tag us. We want to see what God is doing in your life. We love to hear the testimonies. And if you would like to stay connected to us, join the almost 8,000 people who have downloaded our Game Changer app. There's a lot of resources there. You can get a link to our Bible plans that are on version. All of our marketplace ministry uh, tips and uh, things that we offer are there as well. You can also uh, watch um, past episodes of our podcast and uh, catch other things that we do. And that is the Game Changer by IPD Agency app. It's on uh, Apple and Android. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Every Wednesday, our new episode for the week is dropped on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Make sure you check them out. And we love you guys and look forward to seeing you next week on the Game Changer Podcast. What do you say? Boom.